Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Matthew, good to have you with us for our regular Sunday conversation. Happy Easter Sunday to you, or I guess a qualified happy Easter, given what's going on around us. But uh, I I loved your story, the way you presented the story of the firing of the captain of the USS Roosevelt. This is a frontline American aircraft carrier. The captains for these ships are chosen with tremendous care because of everything that they have under their control. And here's this captain, and you tell us the story, please, but he gets fired by the acting secretary of the Navy, who turns out to be a complete idiot, who himself then has to walk away from the job. Your perspective on that, sir. To tell very briefly, uh, and we don't have a lot of time, Roy, but uh, the basics is the captain uh, received a letter from his superior, every captain in the U.S. Navy did, saying, tell us if you have coronavirus problems, tell us what your fears are, tell us how we can help you. Two days later, that captain wrote a letter, uh, and he copied it to 20 other uh, senior naval people, The letter leaked to the San Francisco Chronicle, and it said that you guys have to help me. My ship is in dire shape. Uh, The Roosevelt, the aircraft carrier, which had just come out of the South China Sea on an important mission showing the flag, if you like, uh, against China over Taiwan and all of that, uh, ended up with hundreds of infections on board, probably because of an ill-advised shore visit to Vietnam a few weeks ago. Uh, a visit that was approved by Washington. In fact, all of those things are at the instigation of Washington, not ship's captains. And um, so he was immediately fired when this letter leaked because he demanded that the Navy do something. Uh, But worse than that, uh, the Navy acting secretary, Maudley, flew out to Guam, where the uh, aircraft carrier was staying. Guam is a U.S. territory, not that far from Japan. 7,700 miles from Washington, flew all the way there to get on the aircraft carrier and gave a 30-minute speech laced with profanity, saying that the captain of the ship was stupid or naive. And then he flew all the way back to the United States, uh, a trip that apparently cost uh, about 240000 U.S. dollars in a private jet just to give that uh, 30-minute speech. And, of course, by the time he got there, it was being revealed because of a recording that he had been highly critical of the captain. And calling a captain of a U.S. aircraft carrier stupid, he's a decorated fire, uh, fighter pilot. He's uh, an expert on nuclear propulsion because these uh, aircraft carriers all have nuclear propulsion. That's how they get around the world. Uh, just a real fiasco. So he had to resign, and now the U.S. Navy is considering uh, rehiring the captain for the ship, the ship that he was fired from a couple of weeks ago. The crew totally sided with the captain, gave him a, an enormous ovation as he walked down the gangplank alone at Guam, uh, leaving the ship. Uh, a real screw-up. Uh, and, of course, China will be delighted, uh, China watching all of this, that the U.S. Navy seems to be in disarray because the U.S. Navy is the front line in so many ways, including diplomatically for the U.S. uh, all over the world. You know, I saw the video of uh, Captain Crozier walking down the gangplank and saw the ship's crew, uh, the ship's company, on the side of the ship, all chanting, 
Captain Crozier, Captain Crozier, clearly on their side. And that irritated the now former acting Secretary of the Navy enough that this guy flew seven, it's, un, it's unbelievable, 7,000 miles to go and denigrate the captain on the on the, on the the deck of the uh, the Roosevelt. We have about three minutes, lots of time for us to talk about what you wrote about, about sports, the return of, of, of professional sport and what that may, in fact, entail, Matthew. That is a really complicated one, and I, one I think that people who are in sports talk radio and also in print and the league executives and the players and their players association are simply not addressing. They're running away from. I think we're all familiar now with the post-suspension of the NHL season uh, discussion on the sports pages. It's all about can we start restart the league in May or June? What will the playoff formats look like? And it's pretty clear that it's going to be very, very tough to do anything in hockey before September or October. And I think it's an open question whether next season will be lost. But the league is talking this way while other leagues are making cutbacks. The the Premier League, uh, it looks like it would be 20 to 30 percent. That's Britain's top soccer league. Uh, Real Madrid, which is the most expensive or most highly valued team in the world, the players have agreed to uh, a 20% pay cut. The Italian League, there's a dispute over how much the pay cut will be. The NBA has proposed 50% pay cut for all the players. Uh, the, uh, the players have countered with 20, 5%, I believe. The NHL went out this week, apparently, in their discussions with the players about increasing their salaries next year by $1 million, the salary cap. And it leaves you just scratching your head. Uh, Roy, about what planet they're on. And there's the, the big question is, will people even want to go to games and sit in a hockey arena, 20,000 of them cheek by jowl, uh, and uh, with infection on their mind? And a, a poll by the Boston Globe, 72% of Americans say they will not attend a major sports event until there's a vaccine. The league, uh, hockey seems to be the slowest in figuring this out, Roy. Yeah, and, and you know, Matthew, if they think the television money is going to be what it once was, and you wrote about this as well in your piece, then they're barking up uh, really uh, the wrong tree. I hate cliches, but but it's true. They're, they're not going to have that kind of television money available to them. Television networks are hurting. Television networks have no advertising. My understanding is the way a lot of the TV contracts work is if you don't show the product, you don't get your money, but the way the players contracts are read, written if there are no games uh, a lot of them still get their salaries now some uh, sports organizations speak and i have about 20 seconds matthew okay just wimbledon and the british open golf have insurance 141 million pounds in the case of of wimbledon this is incredible a few organizations got it right and the nhl better start getting it right and stop talking about the stanley cup playoff in august my friend, I had a hundred bucks on Tiger wearing a green jacket today. <laughs> Thanks for the time. <laughs> Thanks, Matthew. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 